Hey guys, I'm Priscilla. And hey guys, I'm Jaylene. And we are the Wellness Amigas. Welcome to our podcast. We're two, dos Latinas, Hispanic women. We started taking care of our mental health and through the research we found, we want to help you. Our mission is to bring mental health awareness, self-care, and self-improvement to all, but most importantly, our community. Our episodes give insight through personal experiences, research, and health and wellness tips. So join us on our wellness journey, stream our episodes on all of our podcast platforms, and subscribe. And now let's get into today's episode. And before we start, make sure to listen to our latest episode and follow us on Instagram at Wellness Amigas. And on today's episode, we're speaking about how to deal with uncomfortable emotions. It's something that I think from time to time we all struggle with. We know how easy it is to put our pain on the back burner so that we don't become overwhelmed. But it's important to acknowledge our emotions. And with that being said, Priscilla, (laughs) have you ever felt so angry that you said things you didn't mean to someone you love? Then once you calm down, you realize that your emotions got the better of you and you wish you handled it differently. I mean, I feel like that's something that happens to me like quite often because I usually like I'm the person that practices like self-control. And sometimes I feel like I do it to an extreme to the sense of like I don't really express how I feel. And then when there's a point where I feel like there's a tipping point or like where I feel like where things are unjust, I lash out. When, like, the reality is that, like, if I try a more balanced approach and just, like, communicate while the other person is communicating at the same time, it could be, like, more of a balance than it wouldn't happen to me. But what about you? Same. It happens to me all the time. Um, And I feel like I caught on to it more, like, being in a relationship because Mm -hmm. that's when you start to realize that, obviously, the person that you're with we're going to have differences. We're not the same people. So like something that you like to get done, the other person won't like to do it or they like to do things in a different way. And being in a relationship, I have learned that I need to calm fuck down, you know, but there are times where like I get overwhelmed and I'm in my head and then I forget to like in that for that moment, I forget to like how to communicate. Mm -hmm. And so like I just start screaming or I get frustrated and then I realized after I've done all of that, that like it didn't make any sense right. because the problem was so small and I made a bigger deal out of it by screaming and um, I don't know, just overreacting. And it's always just like a cycle, like you get overwhelmed, you overreact and then you regret it. The worst thing is constantly apologizing for doing the same thing. And I guess for that reason, too, I'm grateful for being in a relationship because through time you realize that you don't want to be that person. And so you learn from your mistakes. Right. Yeah, I think being in a relationship is such a huge life lesson. Like, I mean, seeing you both and how you guys have both grown together is like interesting and it's beautiful in a sense because it's like you guys work better together. But it's like it's a process, like you said, it's like catching yourself, learning your habits and learning how to adjust them. Right. So now that we have spoken on our past experiences, I think we should start speaking on emotions. What it actually is. In an article from VeryWellMind.com, it states that emotions play an important role on how we think and behave. The emotions we feel each day can compel us to take action and influence the decisions we make about our lives, both large and small. A subjective component, how you experience the emotion. A physiological component, how your bodies react to the emotion. Yes, and the way that we feel can be our biggest motivator to get up in the morning and get things done, or it can be our biggest downfall, where there is no motivation to do anything. In another article from BBC, it explains five reasons why recognizing our emotions are important. And I think the examples listed are great and easy to follow, so we will be speaking on those today. 
And the first one is understanding our emotions. And I think this is so important because like as kids, um, we learn to understand what's good or bad. And it's influenced by our parents, by the people around us, etc. And it helps us make decisions on how we should respond and or react. And as we explain in many of our episodes, the root of a lot of these problems and misunderstandings occur when we are children. Yeah, and mm-hmm. something really cool about this article is that it's based slowly on it's based only for children. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it isn't until we're older that we start to realize these patterns and then it almost seems like we're starting from the beginning. Right. So even though this article, if you look up the article, is specifically for children, we're going to be speaking about it because it's the same steps that we can be taking on from our childhood to our adulthood. Right, right. And to follow what you said, Priscilla, it becomes difficult if we have parents or people in our lives that aren't self-aware and they're not taught how to deal with their own emotions because then it becomes a domino effect. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, if you're someone that grew up in a household where you were constantly criticized... It may feel normal to grow up and think that it's okay to be put down because that's how you were raised. Um, and then this can then continue on to romantic relationships in the workplace, school, and even with friends. And I think this could apply to anything, like not even just criticism. Like, for instance, it could apply in the other spectrum where you grew up in a household where you were taught to be extremely humble. But then it's like you're not considering yourself in any aspect at all. I saw a meme and it said something like, oh... Being too humble won't get you anywhere. And that's something that like really struck a chord with me because I'm humble because like that's just who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't like the spotlight. But it's just like people see that as good because you're like not thinking that you're all that and all these things. But like the outcome of that is that you never really strive or reach your goals or or do what you want to do because being humble keeps you like in the same place. Mm -hmm. Whereas like if you're more confident you understand that you can do whatever you need to do because people will think that like oh my god you're like so like poised about whatever but like you You have nothing Mm -hmm. to show for it Mm -hmm. so yeah Mm -hmm. it's true and to follow what you said another example is like when parents get divorced and kids are smaller like if you build up this expectation as parents of living this great uh quote-unquote healthy happy life like your parents never taught you that life can go wrong. And so then you you grow up thinking that you deserve everything. And when something goes left, you have no way of dealing with that because that wasn't taught to you. You never saw it. No mm-hmm. one ever. It's like self-awareness. No one ever was there to like let you know what was going on. I've noticed that there are many parents that they try to hide information from their kids it's just to like weird. to show that it's perfect. And they teach their kids if something goes wrong oh, make sure you don't talk about it and make sure that you hide this failure from other people because they associate that failure with being judged. And I know many people that are like that and they'll tell you if something goes wrong, oh, like, don't talk about it. And it's it's quite interesting. Yeah, and the great thing about things like that is that, like, when we become parents, we've seen the domino effect, so we know that we can stop it. Right, right. Because it's a, it's a terrible place to be when you're not self-aware and you constantly are doing the same things over and over again. And your environment can't help you in any way because they're just in the same boat as you. Mm-hmm, 100%. And it's like if you never acknowledge or see this as a bad thing, life can then feel like an unsafe place to be in, which mm-hmm. can lead you to finding negative ways in dealing with this pain. I agree. And like, I think we need to be able to recognize when we have an emotion, know what it is and know what it's trying to tell us. I mean, I don't know if I've told you this, but I went to therapy for this. There was a point where I wasn't able to acknowledge like when I was happy, when I was sad, when I was mad. And when my therapist asked me, like, 
oh, do you know what you're currently feeling? Do you know what your anxiety is covering? And I had no idea. I didn't know how to express myself. And every time I tried, like, I would just start crying because I had so much pent up emotion, like ranging from good to bad, quote unquote bad, because there is no bad emotion that I wasn't even sure of how where to even start. It took months for me to break that cycle. Second, our emotions can help us feel more in control. For example, before an interview, some of us can become nervous, anxious, or scared. Understanding why we feel this way, knowing that it is normal to feel scared, because we want to make a great impression, can then help us find ways on how to calm ourselves down beforehand. And I think that's important too, because um, I feel like a lot of us get scared or uncomfortable in situations that we've never been before. Like I'm someone that... If I'm going to the doctor's office or to a new dentist, to a new environment in general, I get anxious. I can't picture the office. I can't picture the doctor. I don't know how their personalities are like. And those are things that like I think about. And so I built up all this like nervousness and like, but I'm still going, you know. But then after I've seen everything and I know like everything's okay, then I feel better. But why is it that I'm so tense and I haven't even gotten there? And that's something that it's really hard to practice, but like through time it gets better. You can't control the future. Like you can't see that far. Like you can only see what's in front of you. And so that when you go and you see that everything's okay, like then your body just becomes better. Mm -hmm. But I think like being aware that you're someone that is like that, like for myself, then you can start taking actions so that you don't always feel like that when you're entering a new environment. Mm -hmm. Because we're always going to be getting into different environments. We're always going to meet people that we never knew before. Like these things are going to happen and interviews are always going to happen. It's just knowing how to control yourself in that moment so that your emotions don't get the best of you. I used to actually be like that as well. And there came a point where I had to take a step back and say, okay, hold up, Priscilla. Why is it that every time you do this, why is it that you're anxious? Why is it that you are so uncomfortable with the idea of doing, not doing, but just going to new places? I realized I subconsciously believed that people didn't have the best interest in me. And then I've noticed that every single time that I went to a new place, there was always someone that informed me of the situation. There was someone that always cared for me in a certain way. And there was someone that always made sure that I was guided or that I had the proper service. So it's like now every time I go somewhere new, if I do ever get anxious, I say, Priscilla, there's no reason you should get anxious. When you get there, you'll figure it out. There's someone that's going to help you because that is what they're there for, literally to help you. There's no, you shouldn't think beyond that. And like, I still overthink sometimes, but it's much better now. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Mm -hmm. Me too. Same thing. It's a constant thing where I have to speak to myself and be like, okay, Jolene, like you have to go. So I don't understand why you have all this emotion mm -hmm. right now because you got to show up anyways. And every time that you do this, every time you get anxious or nervous, you get all tense and then you get there and then there's nothing for you to worry about. So like you understand that if you are put in a situation where something's going to get worse, like you're in control of yourself so you can get yourself out. So like stop thinking so far ahead, get your shit together and we're walking out this door. <laughs> and that's a conversation I have with myself all the freaking time because then like, I don't know if you feel this, but sometimes then I feel like I feel down mm -hmm. after like, let's say I have all this tense emotion or whatever. And then I get there and like my tension is gone. Then I get upset with myself because I'm just like, girl, you were fucking you had all of this in your head and you were OK. So like, had you not done all of this beforehand, you would have never felt like mm -hmm. so like scared or and nervous. Drained too. Yeah, like, because it's just mm -hmm. like 
it's almost like a, I don't know how to expl- explain it, but it's I like understand. a, like a, a release. release. Mm-hmm. Like you can literally feel, mm-hmm. it's like when you drop a purse and you hear it on the floor. Yeah. That's how I feel when yeah. like I am so tense and it's gone. Is that experience having anxiety? <laughs> <laughs> I was never aware that anxiety was a thing. Right. And then I remember when anxiety almost became a trend where people were just like saying that word like freely. And throughout the years, because I've become aware, you know, now that mental health is like on and popping, you know, mm-hmm. I've become aware of that. And I have slowly started to like find ways on relieving it. But it's something that if you do have, you should find ways on controlling it because yeah. the shit can literally make you go left when you're trying to go right. Good, good, bad. And like having having the skills to reflect on our feelings and realize that we are in control, as we said before, on how we feel will have a massive impact on our daily lives. And the third one is negative emotions can lead to negative thoughts. And I, this is a conversation that I have with a lot of my family members. Because for some reason, I don't know why it is in the Hispanic community. There, a lot of the time, there, there's like an inkling towards negativity. Um, but it's important to realize that like we could try to manage our thoughts and that's reflective. And that's also dependent on like the things we follow, the things that we consume on social media, on television. Hispanic people just love watching the news, people dying and shit. Toda la vaina que están pasando. And like, they're like, yo, be careful. Ten cuidado en la calle. You heard about this, this, and that. So it's like. You know, it's <clears throat> the most bizarre thing. I know so many family members that watch the news at 11 o'clock at night, right that, before they go to bed. And like, I've never said anything out loud. I don't even know if I should even like touch that subject. Right. But in my head, I'm just like, that's the worst time for you to watch the news. Mm-hmm. Like, you're watching, especially, like, the the nighttime news, they be getting crazy. Because that's when they really show you all the shit that's going on. Imagine going to sleep after that. Like, all you're thinking is negativity. Right. Like, you're you're in the news, basically, when you're, when you're sleeping. So I think that's, and a lot of Hispanics do that. Because, like, for the people that I know, it's all been a chain mm-hmm. of Dominican people doing that. But that shit is Facts. wild. And, like, an example, if we often feel like we're not good enough or that no one will ever like us. And we're constantly battling negative self-talk. This has an effect in our mindset and the way that we see situations. And again, it starts like with the news. And then it slowly starts building up into other situations in your life. And even thinking about that, like it may be the news and you see something that's negative, let's mm-hmm. say, because that's most of it. Then you may think like, oh, I'm, I'm scared. I don't want to do this. Then it turns into your head and it's more of like, oh, like you're this fearful person. Mm-hmm. You're worthless because you can't go outside and do what you need to do. So it's just like it's a cycle. Yeah, it could literally be a public negative thought. I don't know if that makes sense. Let's say it's a general statement, right? Like we said, the news can be very negative. Mm-hmm. So you see something and there's something negative on TV. You may not think so deep into it because it has to do with a specific event that's going on and that's why it happened. But you're consuming that. So Mm -hmm. your subconscious picks up on certain things and it rewires it to make it about you. And so then through life, you don't know how you picked up all these things, but it has made you the person that you are. And the negativity or the positivity comes from that. Right. And so like if you aren't self-aware of like what you're consuming then we're going to speak more about this it just becomes a cycle where you keep on getting stuck and you don't know how to get out so again negative thoughts yeah if we learn to understand that we have the power to change our perception create a positive outlook learn to love ourselves we can start changing our mindset from a negative approach to a positive approach 100 percent. and the fourth one is we can ask for help being able to recognize when we need help with our emotions is important 
Oftentimes, you're looking for someone to just listen, give advice without judgment. Key. The key mm-hmm. word is without, without judgment. judgment. Mm-hmm. We need to know that we can share our feelings and still feel safe. And I agree 100% with that. And I think it's hard sometimes to even know who to go to, especially if you feel if you have feel threatened your whole life. If you never really had that mental way of like breaking down in your head, like, oh, this is a trustworthy person. Even if you're not self-aware within yourself, you're not really going to be able to tell when someone else is a self-aware and non-judgmental person so it's like i i also understand that it could be something that's very difficult to yeah it's like trial and error mm-hmm. but i mean like you have to go through that stage where you're speaking out because it's gonna help you the intention is to say it out loud first so that it becomes easier to say so that through time you find someone that's there for you not everyone's gonna get it so it's hard because yeah. you want someone to get it on the first try and i think for me that was the case Mm -hmm. that i didn't want to speak out and then in a sense get rejection because it's like if the other person hasn't gone through it doesn't understand then i'm I'm back to the same place you feel more lost if anything and more judged than ever right but the thing is that i already made the first step by just speaking to someone right because that in a way already started it started the healing process i mean of course if somebody else would have been like yeah i totally get and totally understand it could have helped even more but you do little steps and then once you start seeing the small steps that you're taking, you start being okay with like t- letting multiple people know and finding the person that's right for you, mm-hmm. I guess. Learning to communicate with the people around us and identifying what we need can help us develop healthy ways on regulating our emotions. And the final one is that it can help you become a better person, a better friend, a better partner, etc. Once we are skilled at recognizing our emotions, managing them, and communicating them to others, we can help others do the same. And I feel like when it comes to this, and from my perspective at least, when I first like learned about what it was to deal with my emotions, I thought it was going to be all of a sudden like, I know how to deal with them. It's all going to be all rainbows and sunshines and shit. And it's like, no, absolutely not. I still present day have like shitty emotions, negative emotions that I realize like wow there's so much childhood trauma that i still have to unpack that i don't even know that more aware you're the more complicated it is in a way it's like the better and worse at the same time it is i don't know if that makes sense yeah it makes sense and i also think about it like after you've already found things that work Mm -hmm. we had this conversation before but there for me there's like always this little fear like i know that shit is gonna happen through life like i'm aware that i'm there's someone that's gonna hurt my feelings i'm gonna go through something i may be sad for a while like There's things that are going to happen. But I think the fear of like feeling like you might end up at the same place. It's like a terrible feeling to have. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it made sense in the way that I'm saying it. But it's just like, I don't know, it's just trusting yourself. Now that we've spoken on the reasons why it's important to recognize our emotions, we want to give you guys some tips on how to manage them. So the first one is something that we always talk about, meditation and breath work. It's a great way of calming the mind down. It can help us feel more connected to ourselves and our body. Meditation can make a big difference on the ways we deal with our emotions. Like when we're being anxious, overthinking, taking a deep breath and being in silence for a couple minutes can help us make better decisions when responding or reacting to a situation or to someone. And I like that you say that at the end because I feel like when people think about meditation, they automatically associate it with like this whole like setup or like you lay down, you go like, "Mm," like it's a whole, no, like you literally could just sit down. Take a step back, breathe, sit in silence for two minutes. Like, that is considered meditation. Yeah, and or even closing your eyes. I saw this on TV one time on a show 
where this person was getting so angry and started screaming and doing all these things. And honestly, I don't even remember the conflict. So then the girl was just like, all right, calm down, close your eyes. He's like, no, I need to say this, blah, blah, blah. She's like, all right, so then say it, but keep your eyes closed. Mm -hmm. And that in itself was like an instant like change. Because I feel like when the way that I received it was that when you have your eyes closed, there's nothing. It's completely blank, right? right. So it's kind of like, is it that important anymore? Like, why are you getting so riled up, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I thought about that and I was just like, wow, that's a great way of like calming yourself down in a situation where you feel like you're helpless. Because if you take a deep breath and you close your eyes and then you open them, it's kind of like you feel anew. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm just thinking that's like a, a placebo effect because you're closing your eyes, but that kind of works for me. Yeah. Like just taking a chill pill and, you know, mm -hmm. calming it down. Right, right. <laughs> the second one is to keep a mood journal. Uh, and this allows us to become aware of our emotions and be able to identify the ways that we feel in the moment. Keep your journal with you and jot down intense emotions or feelings as they happen. Try to note the triggers and your reaction. That way in the future, you can improve them. I mean, this is something that I initially did have last year, actually, during COVID. And I mean, I don't use it anymore just because I feel like I've gotten better at just like self-regulating. It definitely helped in the beginning to know like how I felt day by day and why I felt it and like what exactly happened before or after. Yeah, because it's like you can pinpoint because mm -hmm. sometimes we're sad. But like even if we have a conversation with ourselves, it's really hard to get to the deep root to the problem. So like writing down on paper, you can always look back and be like, okay, this time I felt really sad because of what happened here. Right. And so then you know that if you're in a situation where it's like with the same person or the same place, you can find a way on how to like release, relieve that tension or mm -hmm. that problem, I guess. So I, I, I found it helpful as well with mood journals because it's an easier way of like knowing and understanding why you're feeling that way right. at that time. Mm -hmm. And the third one is reducing stress. Make sure you're getting enough sleep, drinking enough water. Make time for your hobbies, exercise, and spend time in nature. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. Um, those are just basic things that we need as human beings just to be active and feel alive. Sure. Um, and yeah, I feel like Stress, stress is just like that simple word that like you don't think that deep into. But with stress, so many things can happen. Like you can actually get really sick um, if you keep on playing with that. Like a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm so stressed because I have all this thing to do and I don't know what to do. But then right. you don't do anything else afterwards and you keep on living this life where the stress is getting to you. It can end up giving you like an actual like health complication yeah, yeah. like mm -hmm. a condition it, it it's very concerning and a lot of our issues i think these days or a lot of our problems are connected through stress and because society makes it seem like stress is just a normal thing to have because you're working so hard for what you want um, we don't pay a lot of attention to it and it's through time that you start to see those effects on your body on your life on your mood and it's something that it can be resolved with action Taking a walk, going out for the sun, making sure you have enough water with you. Like simple things. It's not even like fucking jumping across the rainbow. It's right, just right. simple things about being alive. And with that, stress just becomes better, becomes alleviated. Right. All these things that you described are things that ground us. Like it reminds us that we have a, a physical body because I feel like stress connects with us being stuck in our heads. And once you do something that 
like forces a stimulus on your body is when you realize like you have a physical thing to take care of or like there's something that's causing an effect for you to feel alive like going on a walk like feeling your heart rate accelerate a little bit like it's a little things yeah i definitely agree we're at the end of this episode and we will quickly go over the info that we just mentioned so the first one is that we need to be able to recognize when we have an emotion know what it is and know what it's trying to tell us the second one is that our emotions can help us feel more in control the third one is that a negative emotion can lead to negative thoughts it is important that we realize that we can try to manage our thoughts the fourth one is that we can ask for help being able to recognize when we need to help with our emotions is important and the final one is that it can help you become a better person better friend and better partner so yeah so keep those things in mind when you're going through this episode and are finding reasons as to why um we need to find ways of dealing with our emotions And I'm just going to quickly go over the tips. So the first tip is meditation and breath work. It's a great way of calming the mind and it can help us feel more connected to ourselves and our body. The second one is keeping a mood journal, jotting down intense emotions and feelings as they happen. The third one is reducing stress, making sure that we're taking care of our physical body so that we're able to find ways on dealing with the rest. Dealing with uncomfortable emotions is tough, but we have all experienced feelings that we do not wish to feel. We all know how painful it can be to dwell on these undesired feelings. So remember to acknowledge your emotions, identify them, and take action when resolving them. Creating these habits will help you in the long run. So thank you guys for listening. Bye guys. Bye guys. Before we go, make sure to follow us on both of our Instagrams, Wellness Amigas and Wellness Amigas Pod. We're active on Instagram every day. We do fitness videos, health and wellness tips, food recipes, a bunch of stuff. So come join us and be our amiga.